Chillax podcast. We will listen to this. Our boy talk about life, news, and anything interesting. Welcome back, everyone, to Chillax podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking about my weight loss journey. I have always been kind of like a very skinny person since young, all the way until poly. Then all of a sudden, something strange happened. I I had a growth spurt. Usually, I would expect the growth spurt to happen in tandem alongside with. Your puberty, your pimple stage, and whatever not, right? And and my height growth and everything, but but it's it's so strange that it was separated from my puberty and my pimple outbreak and everything. It came in quite late, during like end of body, I suppose, and then and then you know all of a sudden, my my height grew quite a fair bit, and then. At the same time as my height grew, I was also becoming constantly hungry. It's just like I suddenly woke woke up and I and I, I become very hungry. And I think the most apparent part is when I want to sleep. I I'm too hungry to sleep, and I need to eat a lot to kind of satiate myself so that I can fall asleep. Otherwise, my stomach will be growling nonstop, and I can't fall asleep at all. And at that time, the only readily available food was white bread at home, and I wasn't very sure what is going on in my body. This is the first time that is happening. Nobody really knows what is going on, right? Except me. Then, then I just started eating white bread because it it is there. I eat it, and I guess it fills up to a certain extent. And then I eat what six seven pieces of white bread at night, six seven pieces in the morning. So I was eating stacks of white bread, and at this point, right, I was so hungry that the whole thing about trying to spread some peanut butter over it is just way too much hassle. Really, that I just grab six pieces and I just eat it. I can go through one whole bag of one whole loaf of bread very quickly, and and you know, I started to see some ramification because let me tell you, white bread is probably. The worst kind of breakfast food or nighttime food ever, because you have barely any fiber because it's white bread and it's a carb, and white bread also has a lot of sodium, a lot of salt. I I remember one piece of white bread is about two hundred, like uh sodium grams of sodium, milligrams of sodium. Then I checked online, then I realized, well, a lot of health experts are saying you shouldn't eat too much white bread because just by eating like. Four, five, six pieces, right? It's really like amounts to about one quarter to one third of my daily sodium intake. So imagine I eat that morning and night. There's way too much sodium, man, for a kid, and and there's so much carb as well. So I put on a lot, a lot of weight during that time. And the worst part is I realize where my body accumulate fats. I'm not like those people, right? Where the body where like their body proportionately accumulates fat and you know they have some on their back, their shoulders, whatever not and then some on their stomach but my body is so weird where I accumulate every single fat on my stomach which is bloody ridiculous because on the, on, on the outside right I look damn skinny but I was actually borderline overweight really but my stomach was freaking inflated and I've never seen this happen before I don't know you only seen this happen before right, with old people where they drink too much and then their stomach is like damn big 
and you know i look like an african kid to be honest i mean I, I, it, it was it was terrible so within during that short span of three to three to six months i will i grew and my stomach grew like crazy and my shorts my shirts everything i have right was barely fitting especially my shorts i could no longer fit it like my stomach was just pushing against the button that the button just popped off one day and then the shirt at first those shirt was was kind of spacious i was very skinny but now the shirt barely fit at all and and it's like i, I can still fit it in but it's the torso area that really kind of pushes against it that makes it very uncomfortable because when i stand up i have to suck in my stomach i remember there was one time there was one long period around that last year of poly right? i had to constantly suck in my stomach that it becomes a kind of like a habit when i walk out i was stuck i was suck in and and it will just stay that way until i sit down and then i relax and and now i don't do that because i'm somewhat skinnier but it was painful man because i think a lot of it also affected my it this thing affected my body image and confidence for sure because if i don't suck in you can see that the whole shirt is bulging and that and that looked very very ugly and i'm very self-conscious and my son my friend called me out <laughs> and and that was that was terrible lah. then then you know my confidence already i'm already kind of like a person who is not socially adept in poly i think just meeting new people was kind of hard and then you have um, these different romances romantic relationships happening around you people going through puberty i am self going through puberty different relationships happening it makes it very hard i, I was just clueless about everything and, and 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 nothing good was happening in body right that and then with this whole uh getting fat thing and my body image just was at an all-time low low super low confidence i have no idea how to approach a, a female i have no idea how these things work and and just didn't help at all man so around the last year where we are go where we were going for like our internships in poly i just decided to lose weight i i i kind of had enough really i just needed to get this off my back get this like no i don't want to feel that bad anymore so i just started losing weight and the first thing i think any clueless person would do to lose weight is you would start running right or start exercising and you think that's the correct way and i really enjoyed running because i was running every day and it was very therapeutic for sure um i was very calm during that moment during that moment and during that whole period where i was running i had a lot of time to think about my life and and it was very good because at that time i'm still developing my values my perspective my goals and, and my personality right that is around the period where everybody is kind of developing into their own person and i have a lot of this kind of personal time to myself to run and just think about life and that was that kind of made me understood why you know a lot of these news health articles talk about how running gives you that kind of happy chemicals and relaxing and calming and keeps you stress free and anxiety free kind of understood that but i stopped running because it's a pain <laughs> now nowadays I'm, I'm a bit too lazy really but it was good but then the thing was that running didn't help that much i ran for a very very long time several months then i realized why am i not becoming slimmer then 
I was wondering, is it an intensity thing? And partly I think in hindsight, it could be an intensity thing as well. Because I was just running at a leisurely pace. Uh, then, um, yeah, suppose if you want to really lose weight, you need to exercise a bit more hardcore. But overall, I think having seen that ha- not happening at all, right? Not losing weight. I eventually realized that dieting was also as equally as important as as I suppose exercising and it might be even more important because if you read all a lot of this kind of losing weight article this is that dieting is probably one of the core aspects of losing weight where you want to eat lesser carbs uh eat lesser in general and I started really eating lesser I I just kind of slowly adjusted my my appetite to not crave so much food slowly losing that carbs and then getting lesser and lesser and then you know when I have meals I get about I eat about 80% I don't finish everything and then from there I slowly started to lose my body fat I don't crave if, as much food because my body is getting used to that specific lesser amount right and that, that was great because I was spending lesser money and at the same time I was getting slimmer and that was perfect and of course on 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 the other end, I also see my friend who is also about the same size as me losing weight. And his tactic was slightly different where it, it kind of proves the point that if you want to exercise to lose weight, you need to do it at a greater intensity. So he did the kind of like 10-15 minute HIIT or something, the intense, super intense workout where you will lose a lot of weight, you will sweat like a lot. And he did that for like for I think almost every day or something. And he, and he lost a lot of weight and he got six packs and everything. So that one, I suppose, is also very effective. And it takes lesser time. And of course, you can not run and you just not eat as much and you lose weight as a result. But I think that one is much better in terms of just exercising, looking better, looking good and all those things. But then it's 15 minutes of intense workout, which I cannot handle. <laughs> so that, that is one way for sure. And... And I continue to stay that way after losing weight in um near the end of poly. Then uh when I go to army, people were saying like if you are a clerk, if you are passy, you will gain a lot of weight. And that didn't happen. And it was quite surprising that that didn't happen because all my friends, it was happening to them. Like all those who were working with me because I'm I was a clerk. And I work in the HQ areas where they had the best food because all the higher senior management are there, alright. So they need to have very good canteen food and they have they have their western they're very good nasi padang and all these things and and my friends man every day eat western eat ayam penyet uh eat fries eat all these very creamy pastas and everything and they and they put on a fuck ton of weight man they really put on a fuck ton of weight well for me i don't know i just didn't eat that much even though it's even though they say it's nice and I think it's not too bad, but I don't really crave for it that much. Maybe at that time, I think the queue was very long for all this Western food. So I don't like queuing. And at the same time, it I felt that McDonald's KFC tasted much better than the Western food inside there. And outside Western food tastes better. But for some reason it, they like it a lot. So they eat they they the pasta was probably the, the popular one. So everybody eat the pasta, which I don't really like. So I just ended up not eating that much and I was very 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 skinny when I OR'd And when I started uni, I was damn skinny and it's quite interesting. I see 
the picture of myself in year one uni versus now, I look very, very different. I was, I was so scrawny. I feel like I was, I was dying of hunger all the time. And you can see my face like very sunken. You can see the cheekbones and everything. And then now, I don't know, slowly, bit by bit, I'm eating more and my body become, I suppose, more meat. I have plumber or something. Then I think one of my lecturers made the, made the comment that he, that she was saying, hey, you actually look, you, you become bigger, is it? Looks like there was this whole three month holiday. Then after that, then she saw me, hey, you become bigger. Then uh, I didn't even know. But for some reason, I was just eating more. And I don't know what happened. I, w- I, was, I wasn't motivated by, 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 um, by people saying I'm too skinny. I just didn't care at all at that point. But for some reason, I was eating more. And maybe it's also because of money. Like my, perspe- my perspective of money kind of changed a little. Because in, in army, um, I was really very frugal. I saved as much as possible. I, when my... When my friends go out and drink, which is very common in army, um, I go out with them and I go home before 12 o'clock to take the last train. Whereas my friends, they all would continue drinking late at night, then drink ready, then go to another bar to drink, then take cab home. And they can do that because I suppose they all came from international schools, very rich uh, kids. Um, they... Some of them like never took MRT before. Some of them um never, ne- never been to a Pasamalam before. Some of them live in have their own car. They live in the very atas condominium that is like one elevator per house or those interesting condo. You know, like the Lego block condo, the one where they stack all the Lego blocks like side by like I don't know intersect intersecting Lego blocks. The, the, the one that I think appear in quite a few magazines they live there so and they we, they are at that level where they as much as we say that Singapore doesn't have corruption or whatever but I mean you can't really say 100% of corruption and I think they are sitting at the level where they have this they, their parents are at that high level where they've seen this kind of interesting things happen so I don't know whether is that true or not but I suppose they are living at another kind of level another bubble that I I have never interacted with and never come across right so they have quite a lot of money and they can do all this nonsense and i mean they are also very smart at the same time it kind of really it really opened my eyes to um the different people with different backgrounds right because i finally seen people that are freaking smart they can party all night and yet they can still do so well and they can score very high points they can go to imperial college you can go to the big tree of uk like think Harvard, Oxford or something. Uh, so that was pretty interesting to see how these people work. And that was also a, a important point where I learned the influence of family background and environment and how it shapes you. And kind of, I, I eventually understood why parents want to move houses and want their kids to study at the best place possible. Why there's this so much obsession with it. Because I could not understand it. But then I kind of understood it that no sc- when they say all school is equal, which is freaking bullshit, and all school is not equal at all, they might get equal resources, equal opportunities, but that's not true. I don't think so. I mean, they have um, alumni donors, don- donations and all these things, and, and you have 
you might get the same teachers with the same teaching background but at the end of the day there will still be differences there and they will definitely get more funding as a as a result of their alumni and all these things and all this network and it, it was really Im- impressive or interesting to see how my friends like at a very young age i kind of asked them talk to them about their their childhood right they already it wasn't just like they are going for tuition classes their parents kind of instilled in them a sense of a value hardworking value and ethics and it's not like our my parents by my uh chinese speaking parents they are very they are born very poor does didn't instill that but there was something different about it that the way they convey that message which i still haven't figured it out but but in some ways they embodied those values whereas i didn't and my and my friends in my neighborhood school didn't and then there's also the competition as well maybe the competition and the environment fueled that where where and also like parents are more involved in those better schools right where they really watch their children helicopter over them making sure that they study like crazy and this kind of creates this environmental influence on everybody then they say oh he he's working hard she's working hard my parents are pushing me then everybody kind of elevates together because of all of this peer influence and you end up studying harder you need to be on pace you can't be be the slacker and the lousy person right so this kind of this really makes a lot of sense because i kind of draw the experience for my poly as well where i kind of see the difference difference there coming from a neighborhood school to a poly that where where yes a relatively low cow point yeah people that come from very good school with all the christian names school not the typical china name kind of school and then you see how they operate and seeing the level of english their writing their speaking ability was at another level and for someone who came from such a shitty school you have to adapt and you have to grow you have to grow fast otherwise you are at the bottom and nobody wants to work with somebody that is shitty right and in some ways it's also a more of a self-esteem thing i can't accept being shitty at all i can't i can't take it i mean to know that i'm lousy so i have to like compete and be better and as a result like in within the three years by the end of the last year i really become very confident in my skills but still not as good but good enough to to be an average student but not good enough to be at the top i suppose then it was in army that really speaking to all these people of different backgrounds really kind of cement that idea that oh shit i gotta work hard i need to improve my english i need to start talking to these people understand their perspective be more critical be a more critical thinker really think hard and really look at things from different perspective like it was through these interactions that really provided that extra dimension that was needed to thrive in uni to be able to write good research paper be able to present well and all these things and it was definitely an eye-opening experience and 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 i wouldn't say that army made me a man for sure but i think that army kind of provided that kind of experience that that i never that i never had but for sure if i have a choice to not go to army i would i would still not go because i don't think it's two years is worth worth the time um but i mean it is what it is right you have no choice you have to go you have to protect the country yeah um then i I think i kind of went on i kind of deviated quite a fair bit but yeah so i i started eating 
a lot more during uni maybe it's stress i don't think i'm that stressed in uni but i suppose there was a lot more freedom i was i didn't care so much about saving money because i have saved up quite a fair bit of money i can be more like how do i say uh i can i can just spend money when there's a need to and i and i i was spending a lot of money on socializing with my friends drinking and because my friends when they drink they don't really play games in uni they were just more of talking and and having heart to heart talks as compared to in army where people are just drinking playing games which is not that fun so i was spending i was spending more money eating good food then as a result i become bigger as a yeah then as of now i think i'm kind of comfortable with where i'm at right now even though i still look kind of skinny but i'm still big enough and if i want to bulk out i can do that but i don't want to do that because it's just cost way too much money to maintain i will constantly get hungry and i need to do workout if not i'll look freaking fat or something and maybe maybe in the future i'm not too sure i suppose uh i think maybe maybe once i earn enough money i can get a gym membership i can do all these things but for me i don't really think that it's worth it to get a gym membership because i, I would be too lazy to go anyway I don't really feel that kind of motivation anymore. I have no need to look good. I don't know why though. But I feel that you need to look good to kind of get attract other people, right? But for some reason, I just didn't care anymore. I don't really care now. I just want to enjoy life and enjoy my. I don't know. I'm just I'm just too comfortable with myself and having the the kind of spending power to do whatever I want. And I don't really find any reason to find a partner or anything. Even though it can be lonely, but you kind of eventually get over the hump. You don't really care that much anymore. You just say, just see like, uh, being alone is still not too bad. And that really, I mean, because of that, then you really have no reason to exercise that much, to eat, to bulk up, to look good. It's another kind of worry, right? Uh, yeah, so I guess that's that. Um, that's my weight losing journey, my weight loss journey. Um, if you, if you guys... If you are looking to, I don't know, lose weight, I suppose, I, I guess you can, you can, I, I don't think you should take my advice uh, seriously. Just use it as a reference point and kind, and kind of go online and see what's the best way to do it. Um, overall, if you, are, if you are kind of like overweight now, probably should think about it. I, I'm not quite sure, man. I don't know what to say here, actually. Uh, I suppose with all this body shaming thing, I have no opinions on it, actually. I'm not quite sure, though. This whole embracing the body thing, is that, is that detrimental to people? I mean, if you have a choice, if your body can, if you can lose weight, then why wouldn't you want to do it? Because it's, I mean, it's healthier for you, right? So this is the part I'm still trying to grapple with, where they talk about how um, you shouldn't body shame people. Maybe it's because those people who can't really lose weight, then you body shame them and that, that's not that great, right? And also kind of creates unnecessary stress for people. Yeah, just some things I think about. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I guess I see you guys next time. This was interesting to share, and I hope you guys found it interesting to listen to as well.